And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, CN Rail has record grain shipments from Saskatchewan in the first quarter of the new crop year. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Mainly cloudy, wind west 30 gusting to 50. The high today 6 degrees. 30% chance of showers late this evening and after midnight. The low minus 1. The wind chill minus 5 overnight. Tomorrow, clearing skies, the high plus 6. Periods of snow tomorrow night, the low minus 1. Thursday, cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high plus 6, the low minus 2. Friday, periods of rain with a high plus 4. Chance of evening flurries or showers, the low 0. Saturday, snow, the high plus 3, the low minus 5. Sunday, cloudy, the high plus 3, 30% chance of flurries. Sunday, the low minus 3. Monday, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, the high plus 1. The normal high for this date, plus 4, the normal low, minus 7. The sun rose at 746 this morning. It sets at 539 tonight. And around the province, oh, by the way, the hot spot is Maple Creek in Saskatchewan at 10 degrees. Estevan and Saskatoon, both 5. Swift Current, 4. Weyburn, 6. Yorkton is plus 1. Cloudy in Regina, it's 4 degrees, that's 39 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 45, gusting to 56. Humidity is 66%, the barometer rising, 101.4. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 6 degrees. Winds are from the northwest at 31, gusting to 46. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 4, that's 39 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural, precision, ag and lawn and garden products. CN Rail has set a new grain shipping record in Saskatchewan for the first three months of the new crop year. Vice President Sean Finn says CN has moved over 3.2 million tons of grain since the start of the new crop year on August 1st. He's in Regina to provide an update on grain movement to the Chamber of Commerce and others. I'm speaking at the Regina Chamber of Commerce uh, to talk about uh, well, the grain movement in Western Canada, but also CN more broadly in Saskatchewan. And this evening I have an event with Dominic Barton at the University of Regina to talk about uh, agri-food. So you'll be talking about agri-food in general or just agri-food shipments? Both, agri-food in general at the, tonight, but at lunchtime, the shipment of goods per se is Saskatchewan. How is grain movement going for CN Rail? We're into the first 12 weeks of the crop year, the first quarter. How's it going? Yeah, very happy to report, uh, Jim, that we've had a you know very busy uh, first 12 weeks. There was a bit of a lull uh, towards the end of September and October because of uh, some challenges in getting the harvest off in northern uh, Saskatchewan. But it's off now and we're moving it. So to date, after 12 weeks, we've moved uh, 3.5 million metric tons uh, in the first 12 weeks, which is 10% more than our record movement of two years ago. Last year, as you know, we had challenges in the fall, but uh, this year we're up versus last year, so we're very focused on it, and we're moving grain uh, as it's coming on, and we're doing so in a very aggressive and, and uh, purposeful fashion. And that's for Saskatchewan, a new record for the first quarter of this year. Absolutely, brand new record, and you know, I told you we'd commit to having the crews, the locomotives, and the cars, and we've done so, and it just shows when you invest the time, money, and, uh, and capital to do so, you can move the crop. Why are you off to this kind of a start? 
I think it's a, a question I told you that, you know, behind you know, hiring our new employees, they're on the property, they're certified, they can move uh, the trains. We have more locomotives, more cars, and just a very intense focus on the part of all of our realtors in Western Canada to make sure that as that crop is coming, we're ready for it. Now, we had canceled orders during the months of uh, September, October. We understand why. There was uh, winter conditions in northern Saskatchewan, but once it came off, uh, we were there to move it, and just making sure that the car is in the right place at the right time to move that crop to market. But now that that harvest is nearing completion, in the northern part of Saskatchewan, where a lot of CN lines are, are you ready for a very busy fall? Yeah, we've been very prepared. I mean, all the operating people across Western Canada have been focused. Uh, we're ready also for the more difficult operating conditions, but we're very comfortable. We have the right amount of people, the locomotives in the right place, and the cars will be able to do so. We can't move it all in one week. Obviously, it's going to take some time, but we're looking uh, we're looking uh, forward to moving that crop, and we're optimistic we'll do so in a very uh, purposeful fashion throughout the months of November, December, into January. Yeah, the winter fall movement tends to be very troublesome. I mean, it happened last winter. It's happened a couple years ago. Are you ready for the fall winter? Yeah, that's all about resiliency. Are we ready? The answer is yes. To make sure that as we have issues, uh, when we have incidents somewhere on our property, do we have enough uh, capacity which is sitting there ready to be moved? And we're very confident with locomotives and crews will do so. Because if you don't have locomotives and crews, you can't move it. The idea is that being ready to have that extra resiliency during the more difficult operating conditions of that time of the year. What impact has the grain movement legislation had on CN? It's just new and out, and you've got some brochures. You're talking about grain movement. You're yeah. putting out the material, the information. Yeah, Jim, I think it allowed uh, all of us at CN, you know, to really focus on its importance. Uh, it's not about reporting. It's not about sending reports to Ottawa. It's about talking to our stakeholders. And we've been here quite often in the last six or seven months, and we're not finished. We'll be back. But I think it's a, an opportunity for us to explain to people how the railway operates, how we try and serve our customers, and a bit more detail on how it gets moving. I think the grain plan and the monthly updates are useful, and hopefully people are going on the website. Your listeners are li- watching that stuff, have questions they can call us, but also are getting better information about what's going on so they know, they're in the know of the information. Farmers have expressed concern about the crude oil being moved, that it's affecting grain movement. What's your response? I see some crude oil, full crude oil trains for the first time I've ever seen it. For sure. There's no doubt that crude is uh, is coming back. Um, you know, we're very focused on making sure that people realize we'll not set aside, you know, our longstanding customers just to move crude. We have an obligation to do so. We'll do so in a very organized fashion. But it's not one or the other. It's both at the same time. And, you know, crude is not a big part of our business, but 1% to 2% of our overall business. It's going to be increasing in 2019. We've been very clear to our customers, we'll move your product. We have to make sure we have capacity for all of our customers. And we'll not move one product versus the other. That's not how we operate our railway. So rest assured to your listeners that for us, moving crude is an important part of our business, and so is grain. But there are no circumstances where we move one product over the other. So we're ready for the, for the fall period of grain. And as the crude comes in, the next seven or eight months, we'll move it. But we'll move both during the period we're going to get, get into this fall. And finally, Sean, how's the farm at Vermont-Quebec uh, border? It's well, on the Canadian side, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's on the Quebec side. And I was there on the weekend, and uh, the cattle look pretty good. I'm very impressed by the amount of uh, production and growth we've had in the, ca- in the cast this year. So looking forward to, to getting some to market and keeping some to grow the herd. Sean Finn is the vice president of CN Rail. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. G3 Canada has announced construction of a new grain elevator at Carmen Gay in southern Alberta. The state-of-the-art facility will feature high-efficiency technology, which an empty can empty a Super B truck in less than five minutes and load 134 hopper car trains in a matter of hours on a loop track. Construction on the 42,000-ton facility will begin shortly and wrap up in 2020 when G3's new grain export terminal in Vancouver becomes operational. 
G3 says construction has started on grain elevators in Maidstone, Saskatchewan and Wetaskiwin, Alberta. G3 recently held the grand openings of new elevators near Melville and Saskatoon. G3 has the largest private fleet of grain hopper cars in Canada, as well as port terminals reaching to Quebec City and a Great Lake grain transport vessel. The Quill Lakes farmland flooding situation has now drawn international attention from the Ramsar Convention in Iran. The Ramsar Convention is a conference that discusses the safety of wetlands. Those at the convention believe the current inaction with the Quill Lakes situation is having disastrous effects. Canada joined the Ramsar Convention in 1981, and while it's expected that updates on wetlands would be submitted to the convention every six years, the last update on the Quill Lakes was submitted in 2001. Ian McNichol is the chairman of the Quill Lakes Watershed Association. He spoke with 620 CKRM's Ryan McNally and says the recognition of this shows the problem at hand. I think it's a very big issue we're dealing with, and to bring this kind of attention to it is important in a way, but on the other hand, might it should have been handled locally earlier, definitely. And while the Quillicks are also in threat of spilling over into Lost Mountain, uh, they're also uh, home to about 300 species of birds, from what I understand. So uh, what is happening to that habitat now that the water is taking over? The water is taking over the habitat. There's no habitat for the species of birds around Quill Lake. It's reduced considerably. There's some habitat and some birds still sticking around, but the ones like the piping plover and that, that, all that habitat is gone now. Could you provide a bit of a current update on the Quill Lakes uh, situation uh, just after the summer here? Yeah, after summer we had a large decrease in lake levels being a dry season from spring to summer. We've had a decline of about 18 inches in lake levels. So relatively good news, but still in a bit of a crisis situation, you'd say? Yeah, we still have to come up with multiple solutions to cure the flooding problem. Another heavy winter and excessive rain next year sure changes things in a hurry. What are you calling on the province to do about this situation? We have ourselves have done quite a few studies and so as WSA has commissioned quite a few studies to Golden Report. Most of those reports are on our webpage and we're looking at multiple solutions at this time, three major different ones, and they're all, and all have to be done. Combination of the three probably could solve the problem. And I guess what are some of those potential solutions you and the Quillix Watershed uh, have thought of? Restoring a natural outlet is on the table. Diversions of different inflows are on the table, freshwater diversions. And there's even been a second study done on uh, injection wells, but Everything's in the preliminary stages right now. That's Ian McNichol, chairman of the Quill Lakes Watershed Association. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola fell a dollar thirty at four forty six twenty two. Oats dropped four ninety one at one eighty four fifty eight. Number one red spring wheat was down seventy six cents at two forty one eighty six. The rest were unchanged. Durham two thirteen ninety four. Feed barley one eighty nine sixty three. Flax four eighty seven fifty two. Yellow peas two thirty five fifty four. And feed wheat one eighty seven eighty. 
on the Minneapolis Grain Exchange. December wheat is down four and a quarter cents at five seventy-three and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 30th. It was Assiniboia's turn for a regular sale last week. Heiferet sold from $1.35 to $1.65. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.82. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.70. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.30 cents to $0.50. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $0.95 cents to $1.08. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.45 and sold up to $2.60. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.32 and sold up to $2.48. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.25 and sold up to $2.50. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.20 and sold up to $2.37. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.24. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.09 and sold up to $2.16. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged two dollars and seven cents and sold up to two dollars and fourteen cents. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged two dollars and three cents and sold up to two dollars and ten cents. Heifers are about thirty to thirty-five cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 440 pound tan steers at two dollars and forty-eight cents a pound, a load of 500 pound tan steers at two dollars and thirty-seven cents a pound. A load of 550-pound tan steers at $2.24 a pound. A load of 600-pound tan steers at $2.16 a pound. A load of 650-pound tan steers at $2.14 a pound. A load of 700-pound exotic steers at $2.07 a pound. And a load of 780-pound exotic steers at $2.04 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Monday, selling a range of 138 to 153 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling a range of 140 to 152 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and four contract prices open lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down seven basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3119. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.19 cents US. U.S. cash markets traded firm, with both negotiated formula-based prices finding support to start the week. The pork carcass cut also moved higher as the pork belly primal gained about $4 U.S. a hundred from last week, while at the same time, Ham Valley struggled to break from near the lowest prices seen since May. December lean hog futures contract has appreciated about 10% of its value over the last 10 days, which has improved forward contract prices in this time frame by about $12 Canadian per CKG. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. The outlook, mainly cloudy, wind west 30 gusting to 50, the high 6 degrees, 30% chance of showers late tonight and after midnight, the low minus 1, the wind chill minus 5 overnight. Tomorrow, clearing skies and the high 6 degrees. Periods of snow tomorrow night, though, and a low minus 1. In Regina, cloudy and 4, that's 39 Fahrenheit. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.